I think as uh, knowledgeable consumers, so many times we get to a place where we think about, well, okay, is the packaging that in, like, even with beauty counter products, I get questions all the time. Is this packaging sustainable? Is it, are we, is it recyclable? Are all of those things. But truth be told, what we need to do is not necessarily always have recyclable things, but we need to think about just seeking out less packaging in general. Yeah. Reducing, not not just how do we deal with what we use, but how do we use less? You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knabel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. What's up, girl? What's up? What is up? <laughs> I think what's it's up? been a very long time since I said, what's up? I know. I, I feel so. Earlier today, I listened to like a gold hit, gold hit playlist on spotify and it oh. was like i actually really enjoyed it it was like late 90s mid 90s and late 90s early 2000 um like hip-hop and r&b hits oh you're gonna officially Ooh. have to share this with me and then i'll put it in the show notes for everybody <laughs> Ooh, the fr- I, can't, I can't remember what song it was that came up first but the first song i was like okay we're all right stay here we're gonna stay here right which with spotify <laughs> playlists you don't always know if you're gonna stay there Oh, I know. You started hearing the first song. You're like, okay. Second song, you're like, uh. Why? Third song, you're like, no. Moving on. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Next. And I was jonesing for a different vibe, different music than I've been listening to lately. So I was kind of just exploring. Perfectly fair. Mm -hmm. Super fair. Well, what's up with you, girl? Oh, man. So (laughs) the latest what's up is has a little more to do with my kiddos. And interestingly enough, we're trying something new with them because um, in in case you're new to our podcast and you don't know, my oldest has um, a very long-winded sounding autoimmune condition called eosinophilic esophagitis disease. And um, he recently had started to become very irritated by uh, the, he can't swallow pills and to be able to supplement him properly, we were taking anything that we could and putting it into, we called it homemade vitamin water. And basically trying to create something that could help him get his supplements in because he's really deficient in quite a few things. And he started to really irritate his stomach despite my best efforts and working with his naturopath. And it just became obvious that we needed to stop. (laughs) And all at the same time, him and my youngest started having issues with sleep. And I know this because Santa brought, as I'm using the quotations, Santa brought a what, Garmin Vivo Fit for Paxton, my oldest. Sleep tracker. And so I got to track his sleep, which has been so interesting because he's nine now. He was eight, um, but he just turned nine right after we got it for him. 
And that boy was not sleeping. He was every two to three hours waking up and he was not sleeping for 40 to 50 minutes every night for how much he was waking up. Wow. It was bad. Like I started to think, gosh, does he have sleep apnea? Like (laughs) what's happening? And it makes so much sense because we were getting phone calls from his teacher who was very intuitive. She's very plugged into her students. She knows them well enough to know when something's off. And uh, beginning of December, we started getting phone calls of, hey, so he's not acting himself. And I'm like, I know I could see it in him too. Um, wintertime is really hard for him because he's already in a pretty inflamed state most of the time and trying to um, help him with that and then add cold and flu season to it. It's just kind of like a bad thing for him. <laughs> and then, and a lot of times it comes out in unusual behavior for him and he has these crazy energy spikes and then these low energy dumps where he can like barely lift his head off the table. And she's like, it's like, he's like buzzing out of his skin. I'm like, I know, I know we've seen it in him too. And this was before we, he got the fit and so that he could wear at night and when I started to see that he wasn't sleeping, I, it just made so much sense. Like, if you're not going into that restorative state, then, and you're already dealing with all this other stuff. So, started out working with, and my youngest was doing the same, and she was starting to get eczema flares, and there was just a lot of things that were going on with her that I knew that something was going on with her, and she was coming in and getting me once or twice a night, and after nine months seven eight nine months of sleeping really really well and I was just like what's going on (laughs) and so working with our naturopath we decided to um, put them on transdermal patches for their supplementation because we needed to bypass his Paxton's digestive system because he just was rejecting even just like half a teaspoon of magnesium was making him irritated and so we decided to go with the transdermal patches and at the same time she had me order um, this Clova sleep patches and it has, and I can't even mark it the day that they started the Clova patches on his Vivo Fit Garmin. Like I can see definitively when he started going from waking up like infinity amount of times, like there's this little red mark all the way through his sleeping to maybe two. Like, That's it amazing. Was, it was so amazing for him and I've been kind of just watching him and seeing him and he's he seems to be a little more stable we haven't got any phone calls from his teacher I'm going to catch up with her this week to find out the end of this week to find out how he's been doing a class but my youngest has been similar she's been sleeping through the night and she'll wake up a lot closer to her normal wake-up time if at all and I'm just so thankful that there's somebody out there making like a clean one that my natural my kids naturopath can recommend because when you're dealing with constant inflammation and another child like my youngest that we haven't quite medically figured out yet everything is kind of scary like what you put in their body what you put on their body I'm very careful and it's been really really wonderful to have like I don't I can slap this patch on them because we also do it for their daytime supplementation And I can slap this patch on them and I don't have to worry about the timing of they take their supplements, what meal we're taking it with, how much I'm giving them. I bet that has simplified things so (sighs) much. That is like that was a lot of energy for you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like I can't even tell you. The only thing that I've had to do now is make sure that they know how to rub the the sticky from the (laughs) the sticker off with a lemon essential oil. (laughs) 
but they they're fully they can do it themselves now and they know what's up and we have to change locations so their skin doesn't get irritated and like but man i will do that all day long if that means they're sleeping well if it means that their stomachs are not irritated and i can see a marked difference in behavior and in eczema wow so that's incredible jen it really is isn't it when i say it out loud like that i'm like that that really is incredible I bet a lot of people listening don't even know that transdermal vitamin patches exist. Right? And I, so, interesting story. Like, if you think about it, if we can put numbing cream on our skin. Yep. Yep. Then why not? Yeah. Like, no. you know? And so we've been using the Clova sleep patches um, for, specifically for the sleep one, because uh, it really matched very closely to the supplementation that we were already using for them at the time. And then Patch MD is the other one. And you don't need prescriptions for either one of these. Oh. Uh, they're, I really trust the provider that's perv- um, so that's telling us to go check them out. So we've just had a lot of success. And the Garmin Vivo Fit has been so wonderful to be able to track. I mean, at this point, I'm ready to get Lucy one. But I got to wait till like a birthday because Santa brought it for my oldest. So <laughs> like, why did I? Why did that happen? <laughs> Oh, goodness. So what about you? I want to hear more about you. Yeah, I am. I'm in. I'm still in that state of reorganizing my space and trying to which for those of you who maybe are new to the podcast. Hi, I live Mm -hmm. in 700 square feet (laughs) (laughs) and we live a relatively, I would say, simple, not minimalist lifestyle. And so I'm in the process of still like getting rid of a few things and this is pre con Mari method, just so you all know. No, no it, it was really was. When she pre- started doing this, I was like pre Netflix. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> but it was what I spent the majority of um like our Christmas time off doing for a project for myself. And so now I'm in I've rearranged everything and now I'm kind of in the decorating phase. And that's the fun stage. And I just don't have a great eye for details. And I will, I don't look at details very much, but I very much so appreciate a very aesthetically pleasing space. So I need to get some things up on the walls. That's something I haven't done yet. And we have one, one print that I really, really love from uh, Smallwood Homes. That's some, mm. uh, it's words to a, a worship song that we love, Oceans. Oh, that's so cool. And I, so I'm going to look in getting a couple more pieces from them, but I need to get some more art in the space and I need to kind of round out some of the little like knickknacky things that I want to get rid of and bring in some more like decorative pillows and things like that. So I'm still working on all of that and that's kind of been on the radar for me lately, just trying to... um make time for the details which is not my forte and I have a couple of good friends that have beautiful design sense that have come over and made some suggestions for me while we're hanging out and I bribe them with uh with an almond milk latte with my new milk frother (laughs) oh my gosh your frother looks so interesting it's so good you're gonna keep hearing me mention this eight million times over but I found myself I have a friend Sarah who uh from earl gray and polka dots uh and she's going to be on the podcast soon i'm excited to interview her coming up and i have seen her prepare these yummy delicious drinks at home 
and with like an electric milk frother and i didn't even know i didn't even know those things existed i just thought i just thought if you wanted to froth milk at home you had to have like a steam wand (laughs) right on like an espresso machine right uh and i had seen like milk steamers but they all were like a separate unit that had a wand and so i didn't i didn't know this was a thing until i reached out to her and i was like tell me more about this situation i think i just assumed there was like a wand in there doing its thing nope it's all about just inertia (laughs) it's like oh my gosh that's so interesting blending it into oblivion and it is it'll warm your milk as well so you can oh my gosh you pour the milk what? into it it warms it yeah it's not just foam it warms it so what? Yes. And, it, and it does almond milk coconut milk that's what you use right yeah i don't do dairy so oh my gosh that's so cool yes ma'am i can so, get behind that i know and you can use it for tea like a tea latte you could use it for <gasps> matcha that's you could amazing. make hot chocolate all like of a frothy chai tea heck yeah girl oh my word <laughs> you need this really in your excited. life but yeah. the key in all of that is they all have either either get a stainless steel one that does not have a non-stick lining uh. or find one if it does have a non-stick coating to get one with ceramic so i'll link to the one that i bought in the show notes it's from this uh, company called simple taste and it's got a ceramic lining because otherwise you'll that's get some sort of nondescript nonstick coating that's quote unquote safe. And I'm like, you're not going to no. disclose what it's made out of. Yeah, I don't trust you. No. At oh, this that's point, terrible. at this point, Jeez. between food and skincare, I've learned not to trust anyone. Yeah, if it's not listed, <laughs> then walk away. Forget it. So forget, it, forget about it. So anyways, that's been I've been bribing my friends with said delicious <laughs> lattes and then having them give me design advice. Oh when man, they're really good at it in their home. So, and it's fun. It's fun to decorate such a small space because even one little change can make such a big impact. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I'm all about that instant gratification. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at your countertops. They're beautiful. They're so pretty. They are. For those are they of you, block right? Yeah, they are. For those of you wondering, um, I record the podcast in our tiny little kitchen because <laughs> hashtag necessary because hashtag it works okay it works <laughs> the other option is shutting me in a closet and i'm not really into that <laughs> no i this is this is good i get to look at your beautiful countertops i appreciate it i also like have snacks at the ready <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I have to get up and walk away and cassie just we took just a behind her. we took a snack break earlier and uh I took forever <laughs> jen had to take basically walk, it downstairs walk down the street <laughs> Go to, yeah. the, go to the store yeah for real well when you got this many people living in a house together there's six of us in here well i legitimately could have eaten a snack without getting out of my chair but i did <laughs> but i stood up because i should because i should because <laughs> i'm not that lazy <laughs> not I, today okay no, yeah not today okay <laughs> all right lady well let's jump into our topic for today i am really excited to have this conversation because this is something that has evolved quite a bit in our home in the last few years and something I'm trying to be more and more cognizant of as we change our lifestyle and really try to be just more intentional about how we spend our money and how we're impacting our bodies and the environment and a lot Mm -hmm. of this discussion around essentially reducing uh, waste and increasing sustainability within your home 
is something that I sought in an effort to reduce plastics in an effort to reduce xenoestrogens in the body. Oh, it always <laughs> and starts in, somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, and in my environment. And also, you know, looking at you know, ca- minimal packaging means uh, minimal impact on the environment, etc. So I'm really excited to share some of these tips that I've kind of picked up along the way. And I feel like I wished they were all in one place for me to walk through this journey of just creating a more sustainable home and being more mindful of my personal impact and my family's impact on our environment because I like it to be around oh yeah yeah well and you you you, in our lifetime we've seen so much change it's why not is my opinion yeah why not there's no reason why we can't have a little more intentional background to our choices in purchasing and yep. using things like well and I no think reason. I think as a knowledgeable consumer so many times we get to a place where we think about well okay is the packaging that in like even with beauty counter products I get questions all the time is this packaging sustainable is it are we is it recyclable are all of those things but truth be told what we need to do is not necessarily always have recyclable things but we need to think about just seeking out less packaging in general yeah. reducing not not just how do we deal with what we use but how do we use less right yeah, and, the, and the print that we're putting on the planet to get it to us is something else that i've really thought a lot about. oh shipping is huge yeah, yeah like i mean there's a lot of discussion of around how using glass for packaging is a, is more um a sustainable practice and it has less of an impact on the environment but because of the carbon footprint and depending on how the glass was sourced then that can change it can actually flip and safer plastics can actually be something that is uh, less impactful on the environment to use. It just depends where you're getting your products and then how far they're being shipped and all of that has to do with really digging in and getting super responsible about that. Yeah, I think Um, having a thoughtful conversation around those kind of things is really what needs to be openly talked about so that way it's an educational purpose behind what we're doing. I mean, I'm looking at my little kids and unless we, I have these conversations with them about well, where do you know where it came from? Or, you know, does anybody know how long it had to travel to get here? And uh, and also talking about toxicity and our packaging and things like that. This is, it's complex, but it needs to be talked about because if, if we learn this stuff, that's another reason why we talk about this on the podcast. If we learn this stuff, we also need other people to learn it because then it, the buck doesn't stop here, you know? No. And again, this is, these are things that I've just picked up along the way over the years. And I wish... I wish it was just all in one place for me. So yeah. what do they always say? Create things that you wish existed. So here we are <laughs> creating a <laughs> podcast are. episode for you. Bob's so <laughs> so I, I will say, I think, you know, I, there are a lot of people out there pursuing kind of a zero waste lifestyle. It's very difficult to do. Incredibly difficult. It takes a lot of intention, a lot of work. And I have a few friends who have kind of approach this and I've learned so much from them by just watching what they do and instead of feeling overwhelmed about being able to have a zero waste lifestyle myself which is very difficult with a toddler by the way oh my gosh children kind (laughs) and on a budget it's difficult too and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes but we have 
you know, I think we all have this overarching responsibility to just reduce uh, waste in our environment and uh, reduce our impact on the planet. And I think a really good place to start is is within your home because it just takes these little changes that can really, really add up in a really big way. Um, and things as small as, you know, switching to using reusable grocery bags. Like, you know, we see all of that information everywhere. In the city of Portland, there are no plastic bags in a grocery store. Uh, Natural Grocers is a great grocery store that we love shopping at for many reasons, but one is that they only allow you to use the boxes that their products have been shipped in for taking them out to your car unless you have reusable bags. They don't have bags, not even paper. Mm-hmm. So um, just seeing stores kind of jump onto things like that uh, where you can just reduce plastics or product in general, I think it's great repurposing things. So I've got a list of about 10 kind of simple changes that you can make to reduce waste in your home that we've done. And the first thing on the list is to just reduce the use of plastics in your home. So this is obviously just like we said, using reusable grocery bags and produce bags, uh, reusable food containers and straws. I don't know. Jen, do you guys use like stainless steel or glass straws at home? Yeah. We use glass because I, I, it was brought up to me that glass might be a wise idea because you can see yeah I think I might have said that to you (laughs) I think you did and I went oh because I was ready to buy stainless steel I think the stainless steel are great but you have to really make sure you're washing them extremely well and most straw sets reusable straw sets you'll get like a pipe cleaner to clean them out yeah. But I want to be able to see that I got everything out of my straw. Same. That's just my personal. Same. They they break, right? They break. Mm-hmm. But what Hasn't are you going to do? Yet, but <clears throat> yeah, I think I have two left of the four pack that I purchased a couple years ago. So and I got I got a set that's slightly bent at the top. Yep, which I have found really helpful. It's great. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's like a bendy straw, but it's not. Yeah, um, I and the, really the stainless steel ones, they make both as well. They make straight and bendy, but we'll link to some of those that we've enjoyed in the show notes for you guys. Um, Although one, I fully recognize I'm playing a little bit of roulette because um, my children do my dishes. It's part of their chores. And I'm like, I'm waiting. I know it's going to happen. They're, it's going to happen. They're going to drop it. <laughs> Josh and I cannot wait till the day where the sentence comes out of our mouth that our children do our dishes. <laughs> Oh, we were just talking about chores the other day and like what age to introduce that kind of stuff. And Pac's really interesting dishes with me at age four. I like it. So he started and then I started to hand it off to him when he hit kindergarten. So it was like some of the responsibility. And then he did the dirty dishes for a Mm -hmm. long time. So that's way easier than having to take, believe it or not, than having to take out the clean dishes and figure out where it goes. Well, and like trying to pick up multiple at a time and mm-hmm. climbing into getting in the cabinets the from the sink or the cat, the countertop to the dishwasher is a much simpler action. Oh, yes. Yeah. 100%, and you're going one so. at a time. So one of the things that's been really cool for us is over the years and Josh was the first one to point this out, but we used to use tons of like Ziploc bags. And I mean, they're great for food prep. You can marinate things in them. You can throw stuff in them and and take, you know, your food wherever you're going. And I see a lot of friends who have young children using them. And then I learned about all of the hormone disruptors that are in plastic bags and what happens when they heat up. And oh my goodness, it's phthalates and 
all sorts of things. And so for me, that was my thought process, but it felt kind of daunting to me and expensive to switch over. And finally, I bit the bullet and bought a grip of stasher bags when they are on sale on Amazon on one of their, um, when they have Amazon Prime Day. Mm. And did that and got stocked up and I was just really impressed. I've literally had only one bag have an issue and it was because I was cleaning it wrong. You're not supposed to turn them inside out to clean because it puts pressure on the seam Mm. when you flip it. And I, that's the way I used to clean them. And honestly it would be the way I prefer to clean them, but I don't now because I know it puts pressure on the seam. So, Mm -hmm. so it's split on the side because I was doing it wrong, (laughs) but we love stasher. Doesn't apply to you. And I'm so sorry but I put mine in the dishwasher. <laughs> I know it's the worst. I don't want to talk about it. We hand wash everything. We don't have a dishwasher. You know, I like, I know this I'm bitter. I'm you. bitter. Okay. I know. So Everybody else, if you have a dishwasher and stasher, just put it over like several prongs. And so it stays open, but yeah, I'm sorry, Cassie. No, you're fine. I'm just, it's fine. <laughs> I'm more, I am happy for you. That is true. I have true joy for you. Oh, so, oh joy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But don't flip it inside out when you put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. Flip, good keep it know. right side in. So anyways, stasher bags have been wonderful. They are silicone bags that can be heated up. So they're heat safe. You can cook in them. So uh, a lot of people use stasher bags in their sous vide to do like mm. slow cooking in water. Which you can also do on a stovetop too if you have a thermometer and you're going going uh, at a, like a steady temperature. But it's difficult to achieve for sure if you don't have something regulating that. Uh, but you can heat things up. And uh, I, when uh, my son was little, we used to take pureed baby food and put it in stasher bags. And then warm it in just warm water. And just dip the stasher bag in there instead of having to um, dirty a pan to, you know, heat it up because we don't do microwave at our house. So that was really helpful. And so they're just silicone, like food grade silicone bags and they seal extremely well. And we take them (laughs) where... My kids have a hard time opening them in their school lunches and they complain. So I can only like seal it in like two spots. Otherwise their little fingers can't like... (laughs) (laughs) does a good job (laughs) they do a really good job yeah and the other thing to think about too is when you use something like a reusable silicone bag your food is actually going to stay fresh a lot longer than if you use a plastic bag and that's going to reduce food waste in your home too Mm, so this is it's twofold right and I think the same goes with high quality reusable containers too but yeah, we love, we love, love, love stasher bags. There's some other brands out there, but this is the one that I've found that are um, honestly the most sturdy and I've, we've had zero leaks, never had an issue with anything leaking out of it. And I marinate like honking cuts of meat in there. Like I, they just finally made a gallon size or a half gallon bag and they're working on a gallon size bag and I cannot wait until that comes out. I can out. get behind that considering I cook for six other six people at a time <laughs> oh Half a gallon my way <laughs> yeah and I'll put like a little tiny this is a fun little trick but I put a little tiny piece of onion in a stasher bag with like half an avocado and it stays green the whole time <gasps> oh my gosh I'm totally doing that I didn't know the onion we yeah that makes sense yep oh so. exciting One other thing that we use in our home, and this is relatively recent that we started using this, is I started to get frustrated. So we stopped, when we stopped using plastic bags, we also stopped using saran wrap. 
And so I found myself just using tinfoil every once in a while to cover like a large bowl that didn't already have a cover. And I was like, this is not working, especially when I started making sourdough at home because I'm always needing a cover to whatever the starter is in that's kind of porous. And I don't like to use dishcloths very much. And so uh, we use bee wrap at our house and it's, yeah. it's essentially wax. It's paper and wax and you're able to, um, essentially it's cloth and wax, excuse me. And you're able to form it as you warm it with your hands around whatever container it's sealing. And it does a really good job. And I'll put, yeah. I'll wrap up like cheese that I've cut into. I'll wrap up, uh, I'll put it over a jar of, um, of a starter or something like that. I'll wrap I'm up. I'm always impressed at how well it seals bread. together just with like some finger yeah. warmth. It's amazing. And yeah. you just don't want to, you don't want to use, you want to use cool water to clean them and you can use soap and a, a dish brush and everything. But my, my poor mom didn't know when we first bought them and she, I can't complain cause she was doing our dishes that day. <laughs> Uh, she cleaned our larger one with warm water and it totally, it stopped sealing at that point. So we had to get mm. a new one, but mm. we love mm. the B wrap and there's a couple other, uh, companies that make that kind of thing. And a lot of local little boutique spots are popping up. So you might be able to find something like that on Etsy. Uh, you can find B wrap at almost any store now. I think it's, it's called bees wrap. Yeah. But I love that. I love that stuff. And that's replaced saran wrap uh, or plastic wrap for us, which has got a whole host of stuff in it. Have you ever like smelled the off gassing of saran wrap when you unwrap it? Yes. I'm like, can't even imagine how many times I was exposed to it growing up in a daycare. My mom worked in a daycare and I would always be in the kitchen helping. And I remember they would take hot food, like a hot, pyrex dish that they had just baked in the oven and put saran wrap on it and it seals because it got it's warm hot. yeah but i remember that smell it's like the smell of copy paper almost oh. <laughs> uh, so that was just one um number one you can reduce the use of plastics in your home and those are some good substitutes uh do you do you have anything to add that you wanted to no honestly this has been <clears throat> The number one reason that you shared on here is actually one of the biggest reasons why I've started to look closer at sustainability was get the plastics out of my home. Yeah. For sure. Well, and I think as you become more mindful of your food, you start to think about these sort of things. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's top of mind if we're worried about, you know, caring about what we put in and on our body. Well, how is that affecting our environment? Also, if it's affecting our body that way and it just goes on and on. So. And we really, I mean, at this point in our culture, we can't turn away from the effect that plastics have had on our, our planet. It's, it's heinous. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Second tip. This is like a super duh, but you guys carry a reusable water bottle, <laughs> a coffee mug. Um, and then you can get these cute little kits to carry like your stainless steel or glass straws around. They make like little felt, um, carrying cases that you can mm-hmm. either like zip up or fold and keep them in your bag and uh I do that and a lot of places will give you like 10 cents off your coffee or an extra punch on your punch card when you go and you bring your own mug into the coffee shop it saves them money it reduces waste and the one thing I want to add here is I mean obviously we know the impact that water bottles have had on our environment it's yeah it's bad but but we I think we don't think about 
we don't think twice very much about compostable cups and lids. And truth be told, they don't compost very fast at all. Hasn't They're like nearly one of the longest. Of the longest. Yeah, we mm-hmm. talk about like the corn-based plastic cups, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the, it takes forever for those things to break down. Not so it's like getting in fish and so it's it's almost like another version of greenwashing where you mm-hmm. where you feel like okay well I'm doing better because I'm grabbing my stuff at a, a shop that has compostable cups and that place is trying to be more responsible I think that's absolutely wonderful because it's not possible for you to not have carry out containers if you have like yeah. a food and beverage based business it's just the way yeah, it is it's got to be a lesser evil I suppose yes um and The third tip that I have is to buy foods in bulk at like your local co-op or grocery store. And a lot of places will allow you to bring in your own reusable containers. Um, They'll have standards as far as weights go for if you're using like glass ball jars for refilling your shampoos and soaps or uh, dry pantry items like grains and uh, food co-ops really do a great job of bringing down the cost of those goods in order to bring them to you in a bulk fashion. Well, um, what's nice about that too is I think you can have some really, you can multitask here. You can also like bring organization to your pantry. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, and it, yep. there's, there's just, just less things to keep track of and you can do some really beautiful a decor in your kitchen of some of these bulk things you know yep I was like might as well why not I love it yeah I do it all the time I think and this is something you can do too if you are part of like a buying club like Azure or something like that in your area oh, what's that tell me about that oh Azure. it's a it's a it's like a produce and um dry goods mostly some perishable goods uh buying club that's mm. mostly natural and you can get personal care products from them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. you have to do, you know, your own bedding and stuff, but it's a great place to find, you know, organic flowers, alternative flowers, nut milks, um, all sorts of stuff. And usually it's sourced relatively locally too, which is pretty cool. I'll link it in the show notes for everybody. Um, I'm not sure how regional it is, but it's definitely mm. in Oregon and Washington for sure. Um, the thing I wanted to mention with buying things in bulk is there's there there has to be a breaking point here. So, for example, we have our the dish soap that we use is in food grade plastic and the container is in plastic and I can't find a dish soap at my co-op that I can refill a container with that doesn't have bad ingredients. Yeah. So my caveat is I'm like, well... I'm just going to have it in the plastic container, but I buy a massive jug of it and refill the same container over and over and over again. I feel so like that's we're constantly going to be doing this in, our, in this day and age is decide where our standards lie. Yeah. And I think that's important to have that conversation with ourselves is where do your standards lie yep. with most of the things you're, you know, what quality, well, and what are the are small take? changes that you can make that work yes. for your family and your yes. budget? Cause I, I mean, Moving to a more sustainable framework, it can be kind of expensive at first when you're trying to, I mean, yeah, we gradually switched out, you know, our, our reusable food containers from, you know, plastic to glass and stainless steel. 
uh, you know, the straws. We slowly picked that stuff up over time. We didn't just all of a sudden revamp everything because it wasn't going to be affordable. When I started so, getting rid of plastic cups, everybody was like, what's happening? Where are all the cups? <laughs> but I was like, every time something that really needed to be washed and it didn't just have water in it, I just threw it away. Right? Because I'm just like, okay, we're just going to... And then as soon as we don't have enough cups, then that will facilitate the necessity to buy glass. <laughs> yeah. So let's go a little deeper into grocery shopping. So number four on this list is just buying less packaged and processed food <laughs> because it, you will Sounds reduce easy, but that's hard. Yeah, the less waste you'll have in your home if you're reducing that. And, you know, the one thing I want to say is people, if you're washing your fruits and vegetables, which you absolutely should, uh, you <laughs> can just throw your fruits and vegetables in your cart. You don't actually have to have produce bags for container. them. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I have reusable produce bags, but I f- remember them maybe half the time. And I'm I'm the weirdo at Fred Meyer who's walking through the aisles and putting produce directly in my cart. And people are looking at me like I'm nuts, like I'm not using the, the plastic bags. And if it's something that needs to be more contained because it's smaller, I go over to the area where they have the bulk mushrooms where there's always a paper bag because mushrooms don't do well in plastic. They'll get like condensation and then they go bad quickly. So you can always find little paper bags near the mushroom area. Mm. That's something to think about and you can reuse Mm -hmm. them. Mm. Um, But all of that to say, I, well, one other tip as far as the grocery shopping goes is that you can um, go ask for your meat at the meat counter and have them wrap it in paper for you to reduce the amount of like styrofoam and plastic packaging that you have for the meats that you're eating. Oh, that's brilliant. I hadn't thought to do that because I mean, if I get something from the butcher, that's what they do. Yep. So might as but, well. But sometimes we walk through and we buy the package of chicken thighs because it's easier, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe it's less expensive or whatever. So or you go to Costco. Yep. Yep. Something else to think about. So it's not just about reusable grocery bags. It's about kind of taking things a step further. And when you're eating, you know, real whole foods, I honestly, I don't walk away with much packaging from my shopping trips with the exception of Costco and Trader Joe's, which I don't go there. I mean, I go to Costco relatively often, but um but trader- it's bulk it's like usually bigger quantities yeah so there's like a trade-off order. there right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it might be less packaging overall as far as the quantity of that product that you're getting but you're still gonna have more packaging in general totally. so um this is one i'm very passionate about for many reasons but using mm. number five is using non-disposable feminine hygiene products like a lunette or like a diva cup oh my or- gosh when this was pointed out to me for the first time i it, it just, I kind of had this aha moment of, holy cow, I probably, I can't even begin to fathom how many tampons I used over my life. Like, right. And the impact that's having on the environment, but also yeah. your, your body. Exactly. So um, another option is uh, they're called moon cloths or um, you can also get thinks panties. They're like period panties. I'm and curious about those. I haven't, tri- I haven't tried them yet. I'm a huge fan. I have a lunette cup and I love it. I had, had, yeah, I had a diva cup before that. It just depends on all these different, uh, period cups will have different shapes and your body is just so different. Even pre and post childbirth, I had to get a different one. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I love it because it's really convenient. So it's not Mm -hmm. only, you know, you're reducing the amount of, of waste as far as your feminine hygiene products, but you're, 
it's really convenient. Like you can carry that thing anywhere and you don't have to worry about if you have an extra tampon or what or a pad or whatever it is. So um, that's something to think about. And it's a little more using a cup is definitely um, more clean <laughs> mm-hmm. as far as uh, just having to maintain things down there. So I prefer that by far personally. Um, and you know, there's a lot to be said about the, just like giving some thought to the fact that you like, you're not really meant to have a glob of cotton and fragrance and other nasty ingredients that are in bleach cotton. most, yeah, bleach cotton, most tampons, um, in your vagina. Like that's not something that your body is used to having up there. Um, and granted you're doing so, yeah, you have something up there with the lunette cup, but it's a little less, um, uh, impactful to your, it's more inert silicone, your anatomy, your anatomy and physiology. So all of that to say there's some health stuff there too. Um, but I love using a, a lunette cup. It's been, I literally was like, why haven't I been doing this for years? And it sounded so scary to me. And I was like, how is that going to stay? And mm-hmm. you guys, it'll stay. How do I get it out? Uh, right. You're terrified. <laughs> you're like, oh no, um, <laughs> it'll stay. It's almost like when you switch to using the period cup that you're switching, if you're switching from a tampon, it's like the first time you tried to use a tampon all over yeah. again, <laughs> all over again as an adult, a grown woman. I, was just like, I had to have a friend show me how to use it. Oh, yeah. Like, tell me what to do. I watch a YouTube video. I was like, okay, it still didn't work the first couple of times because I just didn't get it the angle right. Um, But when I got used to it, I was like, man, this is easy. I love it. I did fine getting it in. It was the getting out that I started to panic. Yeah. And then there's no danger of like TSS, right? Mm -hmm. We're not dealing with any of that stuff. So it's good. So that's one I really like. Uh, Tip number six is to cancel unnecessary mail. Oh, my gosh. This is like. I didn't even think about this when I saw this. I, I immediately said, oh, this is definitely something I need to do. You can go paperless with nearly everything these days. Even your mm-hmm. power bill, your water bill, your garbage bill. All those utilities that used to be so mail-based are all online They now. don't need to be. Yeah. No, they're all online. So anything that you do- that does not need to be shipped that's unnecessary, you guys... You don't need catalogs. You can get a PDF version of any catalog online. Yeah. You can just Pinterest that 100%. shit. You can go to their website. Like we have catalogs. It's called a menu on a website. <laughs> no kidding, right? So, and I'm someone who really loves flipping through catalogs and magazines, if I'm being super truthful. So I had to let go of my catalogs. I had um, to let go of my subscriptions when I started to think about it. And now yeah. I literally only go grab something when I know I really want it. Yeah. And occasionally. Me. Yeah. 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 We don't need it to come to my house every month. Like, Yep. All of, all of this is about choosing what works best for you. So there's no judgment. You guys, I still have unnecessary mail come sometimes and I'm like, oh, I need to remember <laughs> to cancel that. And then I forget. Spam mail. It happens people. It really does. Um, uh, number seven is one of my favorites as a person who has a 700 square foot house <laughs> and that is to purchase audiobooks instead of paper books so oh, i struggle with this one yeah I, and I you know there's gonna be a, lo- a, a lot of people out there who love thumbing through a book and i would argue that those people are also people who tend to you know take a book and keep it and reread it or give it away to someone i think that's another version of of you know reusing too so can i tell you something kind of beautiful go for it so we downsized my son's uh book 
bookcase because, well, first of all, his bookcase looked like it was going to fall apart because it was so heavy. But there was a lot of books because his reading level has changed quite a bit over the last like three years. Mm -hmm. So he went through his books and my mom is going through her books and we have a little box. And she told me today that she has a friend whose um, son is on a mission in the Philippines and he's on a mission where there are children that have never even held a book in their life. And so this mom is paying to ship these books, which has to be cost her a small fortune. She anybody that's willing to donate books to her, she is shipping them to her son to give to these children in the Philippines. And I I just found out about it today, actually. And I just was like, that makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. Oh, if you can give a book to somebody that really wants it, man. That's really good. Very meaningful. Yes. I love that. Okay. Well, keep your books, people. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I prefer this because I just don't have space. So if I want to live a relative, and I love that my books go everywhere with me in my phone. Like that's, it's really convenient. I think I'm happy to see that some of these changes are actually increasing convenience as well. To reduce True. waste, because that's not always the case. Sometimes it's the opposite, right? You're you're True. sacrificing convenience for um, sustainability. So, uh, number eight is one of my favorites to talk about, and that is batch cooking and meal planning. Yep. If you're like basically, obviously, you know, if you're not batch cooking and meal planning, you're eating out more. It's going to add to material waste for sure. I mean, even if you're going to a restaurant and not using you know, plastic forks or paper plates or whatever it is, you're still using um, reusable, like, or not reusable, but um, use. napkins. Yeah, one-time use napkins, mm-hmm. straws, all sorts of things. And obviously you can ask not to have those things and bring your own stuff. And that's like a whole nother level. Well, <laughs> um, a lot of these tips are multi-purpose too. It's like good for your health, good for the environment. Yep, absolutely. Sometimes, it turns sometimes out- a good stretching opportunity (laughs) yeah it turns out a lot of things that are good for your health are really good for the environment too what no way it's so crazy health of the of the whole the whole thing the whole being (laughs) i've absolutely found this true because i've been more intentional about my batch cooking and meal planning Mm -hmm. in the last 30 days and uh it is amazing how little food waste is happening in my home and i knew that ahead of time but being so intentional about it over the last month has been been really nice yep. it feels good yep and I think honestly the the difficult part is just knowing exactly if you do the meal planning then you know exactly how much food you're going to eat yeah so basically the idea is to never is to never buy more than you know you'll eat and it sounds so silly but you'd be surprised how much food is regularly thrown into the garbage in America oh yeah Oh yeah, grocery f- shopping is in the United States is convenience based for sure. And you guys, I cannot even tell you how many times I've thrown away like a clamshell of spinach, and I'm just like, why are you buying this? So I just recently <laughs> was like, stop buying this. Or the other thing that consumes me too is I buy a larger container of spinach because it's less expensive per unit, mm-hmm. but I'm not using it all, so I'm wasting it anyway. So recently, I was just like, fine, I'm just gonna buy the smaller container. And it's more expensive per unit, but it's less expensive overall. And guess what? I use the whole thing. <laughs> so it's something, I know. Can I it's say something, something to think that's about. been changing for me Yeah, is um, buying frozen versus fresh. Yeah, in this absolutely. It's huge. Like, yeah, that's been huge for me. I bought 
a big old bag of wild blueberries because I was going through blueberries like nobody's business in my meal plan. And uh, truth be told, I bought probably six less clamshells because of that one frozen container. Yep. That and one it's frozen just, thing. Yep. In a bag. And, and not only are you not dealing with the food waste, but you're less packaging too. Exactly. It's a good thing. And it's super yummy. Wild blueberries. Who knew? <laughs> well, and yeah, stocking up on frozen stuff means it's not going to go bad. Yep. Uh, and also you can just take out what you need and use that in the moment. So, yeah, that's been um, something that I didn't anticipate learning through this, too. So I love Jen's it. tidbit to add to this. <laughs> Jen's tidbit. I like your tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, I had to. I had to, I had to say it. Um, that was a special moment. It should be for the bloopers, but it's right smack dab in the middle of this episode, babe. (laughs) Now you get a glimpse Um, of what we actually speak to each other. So the (laughs) next one is not the simplest thing. It can can be a relatively simple process, but it takes maintenance for sure. And that's creating a home composting system. So I would argue we're getting next level here. (laughs) We have a Um, huge compost pile. But basically, my husband maintains it. Yeah. Mm. You know, every day, a large amount of what you throw into the trash could be composted and returned to the earth. Like could support the earth it's a good thing um so if you essentially have a bin and a little bit of extra space outside you can easily start a compost that you could feed back either into your garden or you can donate compost to um other places that garden farm to table restaurants that are growing their own food there's all sorts of different places family yeah friends and family other people who compost and then a lot of larger cities who are kind of in this green movement have like citywide compost and they limit what you can put in it but it's still better than throwing things away in the trash and so like the city of portland in oregon is a city that has um composting so it's pretty cool pretty cool to see we personally like we live on uh, a small homestead and we don't manage the animals our landlords do but we get we just keep all our food scraps and we give it to the chickens and the pigs and it's great that's so cool yeah, so we we don't technically even get to the composting piece of it. Um, and then my husband has created a composting system for the school that he works at. Oh, and that's the, so cool. Yeah, the special ed kids actually manage it. So it's something like a skill that they've oh. picked up. And it was a big, he got a grant for it and and got everything set up at the school. And so a lot of like the things that would normally be thrown away in the lunchroom are getting put in this composting system and they have Dude. they have worms doing their thing in there Dude, that's a big impact that's it's, a lot of food it's really cool so cool. it's not it's not always the easiest thing to do but it's going to reduce waste a ton and it's it's relatively simple so you know getting started with something like that is definitely a project but once you get into the swing of it it's no big deal whatsoever so hmm. um that's cool. and then the last tip that i have tip number 10 is When you're ready to purchase new personal care items, start to think about which items you can purchase that are compostable, not just recyclable, Mm -hmm. but compostable. So a good example of this is like your toothbrush. Like you could get a bamboo toothbrush. You could get a bamboo hairbrush. Yeah, that was Um, a big deal in formulation for us because we are not about to add to that plastic situation. Yeah, Yeah, so Sparkle Beauty, you can get a um, compostable bamboo toothbrush from Sparkle Beauty. And it's going to yes, have ma'am. less less of an impact on the environment. It's a renewable resource. It's great. Bamboo is very renewable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just oh, keeps gosh, growing. Like 
Um, and then, you know, that thing won't end up in the landfill. And, you know, obviously you've probably seen your family doing this over the years, but if you do have like plastic toothbrushes left over, you can use those as cleaning tools for detailing oh, things yeah. for forever after that. Um, <laughs> we, we always had those cleaning with the toothbrush, right? So oh yeah. Of, like, discipline. Um, and like swapping out like your plastic, um, dish scrubbers for a natural one. So there are a lot that are made up of natural fibers that will actually like naturally break down over time. But I want you to think about this. When you used a plastic scrubber, whether it's a brush or a um, like the actual like like a Brillo pad or whatever, um, it gets broken down over time. Right. It disintegrates Mm -hmm. over time. That's literally plastic micro waste that's entering your water system. Right. That sounds lovely. Right. And then also not to mention that you're washing your dishes with plastics, too. So there's with hot water, hopefully. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. So and I mean, that goes more into hand washing, but still it's it's part of it. Um, And then even with like dishwashing, you could think about, okay, I should use like a gel or a, you know, something that that doesn't have like the extra packaging and things like that associated Mm -hmm. with it, too, where you can get it really big in bulk. So. Um, the last so thing I, I wanted question. to mention, which is like a super side note, and then I'll take your question. Oh. Okay. I like <laughs> is, well, tell me. Um, I am on my high horse about K cups. Oh. There's yeah. so much waste. And you don't have to have waste with those. You can actually buy the reusable insert and you can brew coffee and tea that way. And it still might be more convenient than brewing a whole pot of coffee or whatever because part of the the like lust of k-cups and keurigs is that you know you can make one cup well you can still do that with the reusable insert that it i think they come with it i hope they do but you can purchase I bought it separately one for my bro for christmas yeah and <laughs> you can put the coffee in there like it's not that hard just buy pre-ground coffee or grind it up in a big batch yourself and then put I think it that's in a there. more fun purchase you yeah could, like you could buy local sustainable coffee and like yeah. you can like right. get some really interesting brews. Like, I mean, you don't have to be stuck to what's available in a disposable K-cup. No, you don't. And, um, you know, yeah, it allows you to be a coffee snob, which is great. Because <laughs> none, none of the K-cups are very good, to be honest. Um, right. But there's also, I mean, again, from a health impact perspective, like you're brewing hot coffee in plastic. Like disposable grade plastic. It's not, it just, it doesn't bode well for me. It's not great. It's not great. (laughs) No, so it's convenient, but it adds up to a lot of plastic waste. And I think there, there are several studies out there that are suggesting that like K cup is the new water bottle as far as the kind of plastic waste that it's contributing to, um, our planet. So those are, Mm. those are my tips. What's your question? Do you have a favorite one? Like what's had the biggest impact on you, do you think, out of the ones that we've talked about? Uh, It's swapping out all the plastics in my home because Mm -hmm. every time I use something like my stasher bag or my reusable straws or uh, the bees wrap, any of those things. And those are really tangible, easy things to swap out over time um, that don't take a lot of like projects or learning a new method, like as far as like composting goes or trying to get good at meal planning or whatever it is. But I'm always, when I use them, I'm always reminded of the choice that I'm making. It's like an active reminder of like, yes, I use silicone bags for this. I choose to use it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's, 
people come to our home and even I mean like my in-laws especially it's like this alternate universe they're like what do you mean they're like wanting to take home leftovers or something I'm like oh here take some take home my glass Tupperware and I'll just get it back next time I see you and they're like no no no, just give me a plastic bag I was like I don't have those <laughs> like or they're covering something and they're like oh where's your shrine wrap and I was like I don't we don't have any what do you mean you don't have any how could you live life that way it's so yeah. it's so odd and different in our in our culture because we've gotten so used to convenience so those are things that I think really uh show people that that the lifestyle is really doable and just making those small changes and that's honestly my hope for you guys I when I learned about the impact of of all of the waste on our environment like I can either like completely shut that down and just run the other way and pretend like I don't know which is definitely the easier thing to do uh, and be in denial right or I can embrace it and realize um, I'm not in a place where I want to seek out or try to do a zero waste lifestyle I really don't want to bring my own utensils into every takeout place that I go to or whatever um, but I can make small changes in my own home that work for me and I feel like I'm making a difference yeah I love that so much I am so grateful for this little list that you have because a lot of these I already do, but some of them I hadn't even thought about or I hadn't thought about the impact. Yeah. You know, and so I hope that this creates a little bit of a, a, a thought process for those that are listening or a little bit of, yeah, okay, I am doing some of these things, but I want to do a little more or pat on the back if you were doing all 10. Yeah. You. And if you have any extra tips yourself, I mean, this is a condensed list. I definitely had more I could add, but if there are any like things that have made a really big impact for you, when you see this post pop up on Instagram, please, please comment and let us know what are the things that you do in your home to um, just create a more sustainable home and, and reduce waste in, in your home. We would love, love to know and love to learn from you as well. We have a lot of really knowledgeable listeners. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.